The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus entered a village where a woman whose name was Martha welcomed him. She had a sister named Mary who sat beside the Lord at his feet, listening to him speak. Martha, burdened with much serving, came to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. The Lord said to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, and it will not be taken from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Continue with the creed. We've already gone over, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, first week, and then in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, the second week. Third, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. If you weren't here for those, you can find it on the podcast. Trivia with the Padre, catch up this week as we continue to go through the creed. This week we move on. Suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, he descended into hell. Once I was working at a summer camp in North Carolina, and on our day off, me and another seminarian decided to go into Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville is not South Louisiana, okay? It's a little, it's a little weird. It's a little, you know, they try to be weird. And we went to a drum circle, Okay, on a Friday, imagine Asheville, North Carolina, drum circle, uh, a lot of interesting people. Um, And we had our crosses on. These two people came up to us and said, hey, what's that around your neck? It's a cross like, you know, you you don't know what a cross. And he goes, yeah, why are you wearing that around your neck? I said, well, we're we're Christians we're Catholics we're Catholic seminarians we are studying to be priests. So he was like, oh, even more excited to talk. He said, hey, listen, if your friend died by the electric chair, would you wear the electric chair around your neck? I thought to myself, you know what? When you're challenged, when your face is challenged, right, sometimes we clutch our pearls too much, and I could have been like, oh, how dare you insult me? But I actually thought about it and said, that's a good question. Why, as Christians, do we not only remember or read about the cross of Christ or the crucifixion of Christ. But as Catholics, we put it front and center in our church. We have the suffering, death and burial of Jesus. Sometimes it washes over us. We get you too used to it. I've talked about this before. And that person woke me up and then we had a conversation. Why do we focus on Christ? You know, there's a, uh, There was a a tradition or or a trend about 60 years ago, even in Catholic churches, of not having the corpus or the the Christ's body on the cross. This is a crucifix. Maybe they just wanted a cross, right? Or there was a trend, we called them resurrexifixes, okay? It was like the resurrected Jesus on the cross, which is a little weird. And you were trying to go past the cross, go past the suffering of Christ. And yet, as Catholics... We say we will get to the resurrection. That's coming, right? That's the end. But there's a journey along the way. 
and we put it front and center. St. Paul says it this way in 1 Corinthians. He says, we, and he's talking about the true disciples, the true preachers. Because there was false preachers even back then. He calls them out in his letters. But he says, we, the true disciples, preach Christ crucified. A stumbling block to Jews and folly to the hippies in Asheville. No, uh, folly to <laughs> Gentiles, right? That's, that's what he said. He preaches Christ, but crucified. And then further in Corinthians, he says, when I came to you, brethren, I did not proclaim to you testimony of God in lofty words or wisdom. Paul's saying, actually, I'm not that good of a preacher. But what I did bring, for I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Why? Why? Why didn't he say Jesus Christ resurrected? If the resurrection is the victory, the cross is the weapon. If the resurrection is the end goal, the cross is the way, it's the journey. If the resurrection shows God's power over death. The cross shows his love for us. Right? So God can save us however he wants. And he could destroy death and he has power over death. That's the resurrection. That's Easter Sunday. We focus on that as Catholics. But the cross, his suffering for us, is his love for us. Paul again, Romans 8. But God shows his love for us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even when we weren't friends. Even in, when we were not focusing on him. Even when we were, there was times in our life where we were sinning and not caring. He loved us so much that he died for us. That's Christ's love for you. <laughs> Old Testament typology. This is the Old Testament pointing to the crucifixion, pointing to Calvary, pointing to what Christ did for us as he loved us. Psalm 22, this is what actually Jesus quotes from the cross. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Remember, Jesus said that from the cross. He was quoting David who was talking about his own hardships, not actually being uh, killed, but uh, Saul was chasing him down and, and, and trying to kill him. So he wrote this sorrowful psalm talking about himself. But what he was really doing is prophesying what Jesus would do. Remember, when I read this, this is the Old Testament. He did not know about Christ yet. This happened centuries before Jesus. We have Psalm 22. He starts, David. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But I am a worm and no man, scorned by men and despised by people. All who see me mock me. Think of Jesus and them spitting on him and hitting him. The crown of thorns. I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. What should this make you think of? The sacred heart. Pierced. And what came forth from the sacred heart? Blood and water. It's melted. It is poured out like water. I melted like wax within my breast. Yes, dogs are round about me. A company of evildoers encircle me. They have pierced my hands and feet. Why would David, in the Old Testament, talk about they have pierced my hands and feet? If it wasn't inspired by God to prophesy, to say, this is what I'm going to do for you. David wrote that. 
I count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. Think of Christ on the cross on Calvary. Everyone's surrounding. This is crazy. This is in Scripture. This is in Psalm 22. They divide my garments among them. And from my raiment, they cast lots. That happened. Do you see how this is a prophecy of Christ's love for us? What he did on the cross. Right? It was from the foundation of the world that he loved us and knew what he was going to do for us. Isaiah 53, it's called the suffering servant. Again, it's a prophecy of a of a servant one day in the future who suffers for the people, for the many. It says. It says, surely he will bore our griefs and carry our sorrows. You the cross being carried. He will carry our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole. And with his stripes, we are healed. What's the stripes? With his stripes, we are healed. Discouraging. Again, this is Old Testament, centuries before Christ, pointing to what? The crucifixion, pointing to God's love for us. And then finally, Jesus says it on the cross. He's associating himself with these prophecies. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This isn't just a sad, him being sad because he hurts physically. This is him also taking upon him all the psychological pain, all the relational pain, all the rejection from friendships. His disciples had left him, right? The only ones at his feet are John and his mother, but he has to watch his mother look at him die. So it's not just about the physical pain. The catechism sums it up. And this is really my answer to the Ashevillian drum circle. Okay. All the troubles for all time of humanity enslaved by sin and death. All the petitions and intercessions of salvation history are summed up in this cry, of the incarnate word. All of our sufferings, all of our pain. All of our loss, all of our rejection, all of our death is summed up by this one phrase, that Jesus took that too. The end of the part of the creed that we talked about today says he descended into hell. He didn't even want to just take the sufferings, the physical sufferings, or even the psychological sufferings. He subsumed in himself everything of our human experience. If we're honest with ourselves, and I ask everyone to raise your hand, if sometimes you're afraid of dying, I bet every hand would be raised. Because sometimes we have great moments of, of uh, clarity, great moments of trust, great moments of faith, where we're like, you know what? Lord, take me whenever, that's fine. And yet sometimes we're afraid, but Christ even took that. He even experienced that. He was lowered into a grave and said he descended to hell. He even took on hell, victorious, to break open the doors, to raise those who have fallen. Everything you will ever experience. This is why uh, Paul says in the second readings today from Colossians, he says, I take up what's lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Not that Christ's suffering was not, uh, not sufficient, but that we participate in it. 
Hey, why do we put the cross? Why? Because it's actually a sign of victory. And it's not a sign of defeat. It's not a, an electric chair. That's not where it ends. It's a sign that he made our sufferings redemptive. That when our sufferings are attached to the cross, they mean something. They mean something. Jesus loved us so much that he wasn't willing merely to save us, to save us in a way that redeemed all of our suffering we have ever endured, physical, mental, emotional, relational. He took on humanity, not just as a costume. He didn't just look like us. He was with us. He redeemed our suffering. That's why we put the cross.